Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. I have great news. I want to let you know the ESL program is open for application. I have helped hundreds of women inside of this program move towards secure attachment and learn how to attract their soulmate partnership. I'm not telling you this to brag. I really want you to know that I know exactly where you are at right now, and I know how to get you to where you want to go. Right now, you might be investing in relationships that seem like they go nowhere, might be completely frustrated with the dating scene. You may be experiencing low self-worth, anxious attachment, or avoidant attachment, and you may just want to give up altogether on ever attracting that healthy relationship that you know deep down you do deserve. And if where you want to go is, hey, you want to be able to date confidently You want to show up as that securely attached version of you with high self-worth who takes care of herself and the person who can also attract and maintain that healthy, great relationship. If that's where you want to be and you're not sure how to get there, I want you to know I can help you. The ESL program is a proven framework. We've helped hundreds of women And right now, when you join, you get access to a very special offer that I'm not sure we'll ever do again. You will get a bonus month in the program. So that's extra time to ensure that you get to exactly where you want to be. So if you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good and move to that securely attached woman I want to personally invite you to apply now to the ESL program. The link to apply is in my Instagram bio, and it's also in the show notes. I can't wait to see you inside of the program. Hello, Dr. Morgan here. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. Whether you're a brand new listener or you've been with me from the beginning, I'm glad that you're here. We have a very important episode today, and I will be incorporating some research and really doing some deep diving into understanding yourself and understanding how you show up in relationships. It's amazing to me, a little side note here, it's amazing to me how there is this growing understanding, it seems, as a society, as a world, This growing understanding that emotional intelligence and self-awareness is one of the most important 
things that we can cultivate in our lives. And I was looking at some research on self-awareness. And the the funny thing is, is that 95% of the population in the U.S. believes that they are self-aware. 95% believes that they are self-aware. And the research shows that actually only about 10 to 15% actually are. And I started laughing to myself because I wonder if that 5% who doesn't believe that they are, if they actually are part of the people who believe or the people who actually are self-aware. I think it's just fascinating that even when we know it's so important, so few people take the time to cultivate this area of their lives. So I just want to shout you out for being here, for listening to this podcast, for doing whatever it is that you do to deepen your self-awareness. You are part of the few that knows that it's important and who is actually developing this skill in their life. So congrats to you. We are a rare, a rare breed, but I'm so grateful that you're here. And I really want to support you today as I share with you this concept of the good enough mother. And you might hear that and say, what in the heck are we talking about? I promise you it will make sense. The good enough mother. This is a concept that was developed originally in the 1950s, maybe even earlier. But Winnicott was a prominent psychologist at that time, and he wrote about this concept the good enough mother. And this applies to, obviously, development as an individual, and it very much so applies to your development in romantic relationships, okay? One of the areas of psychoanalysis, and and by the way, psychoanalysis as a study and as a as a community of folks is just so fascinating. I've been a part of many different uh, psychoanalytic groups and interacted with many different organizations. Let me tell you, there are so many offshoots and different beliefs and ways that scholars disagree with one another. Sometimes I think psychologists' favorite thing is to put each other down and say that, well, actually, their way of thinking is the best. And oh my gosh, you're, you're into psychoanalysis? Well, I'm CBT. I'm behavioral. And I always thought to myself, this is so silly. Why can't we acknowledge that there is benefit in all of these different ways of helping people and all of these different ways of understanding people. All of it is valuable. Um, but I'm just thinking about one of the one of the areas within psychoanalysis is called object relations. It's a more modern offshoot of psychoanalysis, which you know was originally created by Dr. Freud himself. But object relations uses this term object. 
And when they talk about object, it's really representing uh, a figure, an attachment figure. So anytime I mention object in this article that I'm going to share parts of with you, think of it as an attachment figure, right? And one of the concepts that's discussed is your self object and your internalized object. What that is referring to is your ability to take the support that you're getting from a caregiver, right? Assuming that you have one, that you can take that and that you can internalize it and create a sense of safety, security, and know that you have an object that you can rely on. So some of these concepts, if it goes over your head, don't worry about it. Some of it's just kind of like psychobabble. A lot of clinical psychologist researchers like to use really fancy terms. So don't let that intimidate you. We are going to break it down. I'm going to help you understand. And let's just go ahead and dive into it. We're going to talk about the good enough parent, some of what Winnicott was was teaching us. And I know that you're going to take this learning and you're going to apply it to your life and it'll be helpful. So let's do it. I'm going to start with a quote. <clears throat> Here's what this says. In the face of a consistent failure of the environmental objects, aka caretakers, attachment figures, the infant begins to live with an internalized object that is essentially negative and feared. So the infant begins to believe that there's no caretaker, that it's negative, and that it's feared, right? Okay, I hope you're with me. And when I say, when it's referring to the object, it is referring to their attachment figure, aka their caregiver. The quality and the new, okay, so the infant begins to live with an internalized object that is essentially negative and feared. The quality and nuances of the toxicity will vary greatly based on the particular parent-infant dyad. Simply put, you're like, thank God, simply put, the results of the failure in the good enough mirroring emotional responsive function is to create a core experience with an introject that may be seen as critical, anxious, emotionally unavailable, excessively narcissistic, and or intrusive. You're like, what did that just say? Let's let's break this down. So this quote is talking about as a child, if the caretaker is seen as negative or to be feared, then the child is creating an internal representation that there is no safe attachment figure. And with that person not being safe, it also means that they're critical, they can be anxious, emotionally unavailable, excessively narcissistic, and or intrusive. Okay? So this is talking about that infant-child experience. And I want to highlight this writer 
which I will quote. He's talking about infancy. This starts at such a young age. This article is called A More Usable Winnicott. It is by Dr. Kenneth Newman. And there's parts of it that I agree with and parts I don't. But he's talking about infancy. It's so important to remember that so much of your attachment style and your attachment strategies that you develop, they are developing way before you are even conscious of them. Infancy. All right, I'm going to do another quote to further understand this. All right, so he goes on to say, quote, Winnicott traced the source of problems in early development to early developmental failures that have left the individual vulnerable to re-injury, end quote. Early developmental failures that have left the individual vulnerable to re-injury. What is this saying? This is what I always try to teach is that when you have those early developmental experiences that create a relationship template, aka what you believe to be true about relationships and what a relationship is to you, when your early experiences have created that template for you, you become vulnerable to repeating those same kinds of relationships, those same exact relationship templates over and over. Whew, deep exhale, right? It's very, very important that you understand this concept. And then it goes on to say, quote, it is recommended that analytic treatment facilitates a regression that remobilizes the needs that have been repressed and or compromised. The theory of therapeutic action also includes the analyst making himself or herself available as a new object. You're going, what in the hell did that just say? Let me explain it. So this is suggesting that part of treatment is to allow the individual to regress to that earlier state, as in what were the unmet needs that they had in childhood, and to fully explore, well, what were those needs? What was it that was not met? What were the beliefs that I internalized as a young child? And then I like this this term remobilizes because if we think about it there's so much that we just shut down. If we had a need as a child and then it wasn't met for survival, we had to essentially kill that need. That need had to be buried for our survival in the relationship. So this remobilize it's like bring that need back from the dead, right? Like what was what was that need? And this is kind of what I do inside of the ESL program. And, and I say kind of because I think that it's important to acknowledge that there's been a lot of advances since 
the beginning of analytic treatment and that there's so many different modalities. So while I don't do analysis with each person who goes into the program, I've created a way for people to safely address what were those unmet childhood needs. And that's essentially where we start in the program. Um, And then they're talking about the therapist being available as a new object. One of the concepts I teach people is having a corrective emotional experience. What the heck is a corrective emotional experience? It means having a healthy emotional experience within a relationship that allows you to form a corrective relationship template. What the heck am I saying? So it's as if to say, hey, when you have had unmet childhood needs and you believe that, hey, this is just how a relationship is. My needs are not going to get met. Nobody's tuned in to me. I'm not worthy of love. But then you start doing the work and you make yourself open because you have to make yourself open. You make yourself open to corrective experiences. And then let's say you have a relationship where the person's tuned in and your needs are important. What ends up happening is you experience what's called a corrective emotional experience. And this is why I will tell I will tell clients in the ESL program, there's so much healing that you can do on your own. So much. And it's incredibly important. And to facilitate your full healing, there is healing that can only take place within relationship. This is why I disagree with that myth of you have to be fully healed and fully love yourself before you start dating. That's not true. There's healing you have to do on your own that nobody else can do for you. But there's also healing that can only take place within a relationship where you are given the opportunity to have an corrective emotional experience. I don't know about you all, but on these episodes where I've started bringing in research, it's like, whoa, I feel like I need to take a pause. Let's just take a pause for a moment. What do you think so far? What does this bring up for you? Are you aware of ways that you've internalized attachment strategies or lack of lack of emotional attunement? Maybe you've internalized those things from a young age and maybe you're aware that, whoa, I actually haven't opened myself up to a corrective emotional experience, right? We have to allow ourselves to do the work to facilitate that, and then we have to open ourselves up to it. All right, I'm going to do another quote, and then I am going to wrap this up. So the next quote is talking about defenses. And I think this is an important one. So this comes from the same article, and it reads, quote, The defenses, for the most part, are motivated by the fear of re-traumatization. They are exaggerated by the dread of reliving disappointments. 
and the attendant unintegrated feelings. This latter anxiety is heightened because the patient's structure is frequently weakened due to the lack of a secure internal holding environment. Whoa, let me explain this for you. So let's break this down. We'll take it bit by bit. The defenses, this is talking about defenses against closeness, defenses against allowing healthy, securely attached relationships in your life. It's that, and then it's talking about the fear of re-traumatization. So this is avoidantly attached folks and even my anxiously attached folks, right? It's like the defenses that develop, the ways of being that develop out of fear of being hurt again. And then I think this sentence is important where it says, exaggerated by the dread of reliving disappointments. Think about one of the most powerful human emotions. It is disappointment. This is why so many of you, when I talk to you and you're very fearful about re-entering romantic relationships, at the core, the fear is, I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to be disappointed again, right? I don't believe that somebody can be attuned to me and that somebody can meet my needs and create secure attachment. Hence, I'm going to build these walls around my heart. I'm not going to be open to it and I'm going to be defensive, right? Okay, this next sentence, let's unpack this where it says, uh, okay, where it says, unintegrated feelings. I want to talk about what is unintegrated feelings. And then it says this latter anxiety is heightened because the patient's structure is frequently weakened due to the lack of a secure internal holding environment. What is this talking about? This is talking about feelings that were essentially dissociated from as a means of survival to remain in the parent-child relationship. So they were unintegrated because if you were to feel them, it would mean that you would be cut off from your parent. So unintegrated feelings, feelings that were completely uncomfortable to you. And if we have anxiety about integrating them, what we do is we will do whatever we can to avoid those feelings. But guess what? Part of doing the work is acknowledging those feelings. So now as an adult saying, hey, it is safe for me to acknowledge my feelings. I can integrate them. But then here's the issue where it's talking about lacking a secure internal holding environment. Here's what it's saying. It's saying that the child never internalized that secure object. They never were able to have that parent that could help them regulate their emotions, that was tuned in, that held space for them. So they never learned how to do it for themselves, aka they never created self-soothing for themselves. 
They never created their own emotional regulation. They have not developed a secure internal holding environment for their emotions. Hence, they have complete fear around allowing themselves to feel emotions and they will continue to dissociate from them. Let me know if you're like, what in the actual hell is she talking about? It's okay. Please just understand that this is this is what I nerd out on. This is my life's work. I have spent a lot of time immersing myself in these articles. And if you don't get it, I I hope that you can know that hey, it's it's totally fine and you can always re-listen to episodes. You can always hop into the Successful Women Great Relationships Facebook group and you can ask questions in there about any of the podcasts. But my hope is that even when I read an article like this, when I then provide an explanation, that you're able to get it. So I hope you're getting it. All of this to say that when we have not internalized a good enough parent, which Winnicott describes as a parent who is tuned into the needs of the child, who can hold space for emotions, who can provide support, who can anticipate a child's needs, who can show up no matter the child's affect or emotional expression, right? If, if you were lacking that as a child, it's likely that this is showing up in your relationships and it's preventing you from those healthy, securely attached, deeply connected relationships. The beautiful thing is you can always heal. You can always move through this and create new relationship blueprints You can call it a template, a blueprint, an object structure, whatever you want to call it. But you can create new experiences for yourself in relationships. And when a lot of you say, well, there's no good men out there. I've dated them all. There's just nobody good out there. I want to gently and compassionately urge you that That is not the case. The case is that it is time to change your relationship template. It is time to move towards secure attachment because there are wonderful, securely attached partners out there who want to be tuned into you. The obstacle is that your relationship template is preventing that. All right. There's a final quote here from the article, and then I'm going to let you go. It says, the possibility for a new beginning and the capacity to love involve providing safe conditions for the emergence of needs and a chance to successfully relive despair and anger. So, All of this, this lines up with what I just said. 
There is capacity to love. There is a possibility for a new beginning. This involves creating safe conditions so that the needs can allow themselves to emerge so that you can say, oh, it is safe and it is good for me to depend on others, to ask of others, to be close to others, right? And this is what I built the ESL program. You know, I I built this program because I know this to be true, that anyone, no matter their past, no matter their childhood, can create the conditions to support a healthy, securely attached, great relationship. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of nerding out with me, looking at the literature and understanding the good enough parent and the effects that not having that has and taking a look at understanding object relations this this could go on and on. There's so much that we can look at. But I hope that by deeply examining this, that it really gives you some light bulb moments and that you're motivated to take action because you are deserving of healthy, close, intimately safe relationships. All right, y'all. I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.